Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Itamar Falcon, co-founder and CEO at Coho AI to the show. Itamar, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. Let's dive right in and tell us a little bit about your background. Amazing. So my name is Itamar, born and raised in Tel Aviv, Israel. Before Coho, I was a product manager. Beforehand, I obviously learned computer science and was in a little bit of engineer before I moved to the dark side of product. Worked a little bit both in Google and mainly in Microsoft in the cybersecurity space before leaving and starting Coho. Oh, wow. Interesting. So worked for some pretty big tech companies. How, what was that experience like at Google and Microsoft? Both of them was amazing and very, very, very different. I think both of them is are amazing company. Obviously, working in a in a large organization such as Microsoft is completely different than my experience in, as an entrepreneur in a in a young startup. But I think there is a lot to learn from a successful company, specifically from Microsoft, that is very also sales led. There's a lot to learn from processes and how a large organization is being handled, both what to do and what not to do, right? Yeah. There is obviously good and bad in everything, but overall, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, I can imagine that would be in two, two very different companies and cultures and histories, I'm sure. And then, so yeah, tell us about Coho AI. What does Coho do? Amazing. So basically, Coho is, is a platform that helps SaaS companies really maximize the potential from existing users and customers. We actually look at, at all users as potential customers or existing customers. And I think this shift is being very predominant in these days with PLG efforts as well. But basically, what we're doing is we're really helping go-to-market teams such as sales, CS, really the revenue organization to maximize the potential of what they need to do on every single user and account in order to maximize their experience and obviously generate more revenue to the organization. That's great. So can you tell us a little bit of, of a use case so we can kind of visualize how the application is helping? Like what data are you looking into or maybe systems that you're integrating into? Sure. So I think SaaS companies in general are in a very unique position where they can actually measure how their users are interacting with the product. And this is a tremendous amount of information that is super useful for sales, customer success, and in general, go-to-market teams to really leverage in order to understand what they need to do in order to tackle that, that potential. So what Coho does is basically aggregates all data coming from the product, from the CRM, from the CSM, really all tools that all touch points on every single user and account within the organization and general signals for GTM teams to really tackle the right opportunities at the right time. Interesting. So really focused on the existing customer base, what's happening within that existing customer base. So for example, like also like how data coming from the application itself and how they're using the product, for example. Exactly. So if you think about models of try before you buy, which is, I think, very, very predominant, very, very popular these days, or land and expand motion, where you start really small with initial pricing model and you're trying to progress as time goes by, those value points are very critical in order to understand how you're expanding the experience of an account. And it's all being mitigated by the product. At the end of the day, the product is what generates the growth of that the, the company, right? If the product is not providing the value, there is not enough schmoozing around that you can do in order to really generate revenue from existing from customers. Mm -hmm. So leveraging that that point of information to really accelerate growth 
is super critical in, in, in most SaaS businesses today. Interesting. And when I read your press release for your most recent fundraise, I, I thought it was very specific. It said you, you help cost companies who have found product market fit. And I don't remember you know, if you remember the kind of that, that part in that press release, but that I thought that was very specific. So really you're targeting once they found that the product is working and they're now scaling the customer base, scaling the org, that's when you fit into their, their scaling journey then? Yes, because I think in, in, in the early days of a startup, when you don't have a product market fit, you're focusing on finding the, this product market fit and you're less focused about maximizing revenue. It's not about revenue. It's about finding the right metrics and the right product and the right features that generates the, the growth eventually. When you're passing that and you have a product and you know what the main values that you're trying to convey and you know that your product is, you have some idea that is, is providing that value, this is the right time to really accelerate with growth. And this is where we come into play. Okay. And tell me about your ideal customer profile. Uh, so helping SaaS companies as a B2B SaaS companies, and it sounds like post product market fit stage. And then does that just scale all the way to say public SaaS too, that you'd fit everywhere in between? Completely. I would say that some of SaaS companies have a, a DNA of a very, very, very specific sales motion, which they have loan or, or small numbers of very high profile accounts. In this profile, it's less relevant to what we're building because you, you have the luxury to handhold each and every customer. But for most segment of, of SaaS companies where they have more than they can handle, accounts that more than they can handle, and they have a, a, a product that, that is actually, it, it's pretty pretty complex. You have different value of stream, stream values, you have different personas. This is where we shine and, and we can really leverage uh, what we're doing in order to accelerate growth. That's great because we know there's so much data trapped in our application and our CRM system, maybe in any sort of CS application that we're using and pulling that to together. So that, yeah, really interesting. So when did you found Coho AI? So we founded Coho AI last October. So not this October, last one. So it's a young okay. company. Yeah. Okay. So October, 2021 then. This is where uh, we actually yeah. launched. Launched. Okay. Launched in October 2020. Not, not the product, that, but the company. <laughs> the company. Yeah. Okay. The big difference there, right? Launched yeah. company. All right. And then where is your company located? Do you have an HQ or you're remote? So we have an HQ in Tel Aviv. This is where the R&D is. Our go-to-market will expand both to, uh, to US and Europe, but my, our headquarters currently is in Tel Aviv. Okay, great. And tell us, what's your current team size? So we're 19 people currently, mainly R&D, and now accelerating in go-to-market. Okay, that's great. So 19, mainly R&D, and now hiring for go-to-market in the US and Europe. And then anything you want to share around the, say, revenue size of your company, anything to give us a sense of scale for, for Coho? So we are a young company. We are $1 million. We're obviously accelerating that part, mm -hmm. uh, but still, still in the early stages. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Just, just launching it just a little over a year and a half ago. And tell us about your go-to-market motion, right? You're helping co companies untrap, you know, leverage all this existing data to expand the customer base, but how are you finding your, your customers? So I think that First of all, I think it, what we're we're building is is something that traditionally is very it, it was built in house, and SaaS companies really try to reinvent the wheel. But the 
the underlying pro problem is very visible to most SaaS companies that we're interacting with. So I think that finding the right customers or finding the right customers that are willing to, to that agree with the problem statement that we're having is not an issue. I think there is obviously always a match that you have to create between the problem and the product and see that our product is actually matching that, that motion. And I think we're doing it very, very successfully. And our motion is, is a land and expand of our own. We believe uh -huh. we want people to try because it is kind of a promise that you need to believe at first. So we want people to really engage with the product to see the actual insights and the actual benefits and ROI that we, you can create by leveraging our product. So our go-to-market is really land and expand motion. And yeah. And tell us with the land and expand, are your your pricing strategy is a, is a traditional SaaS and subscription revenue fixed price point per month. Tell us a little bit about your pricing for the product. Sure. So I basically it's the first thing as as again as as a founder and and, and as a, a product manager, I try to think of the value that we're trying to create and try to match the value to the pricing. Obviously, it's 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 the best correlation. And obviously, we're we're in the business of generating revenue. However, it's very tricky to correlate pricing to revenue. So we're trying, on one hand, to find the right metrics, or we found the right metrics to uh, model that that value. But in the same time, not to restrict anyone from actually getting all the value that they can from from Coho. So, for example, we're not charging per seat; we're charging per volume, and it's basically around how much data we're. We're obviously analyzing and how much workflows and, and, and actionable insights we're generating for our customers. Okay, that's great. So not the traditional per seat pricing, but more volume, how much data that you're analyzing and helping those teams with. Exactly, which in most cases is correlated to the amount of potential and the amount of yeah. value that they actually get from the product. Okay, love that. Makes a lot of sense. And so you've recently raised a seed round. How much capital have you raised to date now? Uh, so we raised a total of 8.5 million. Okay. So that was an 8.5 8 million seed round. So, and according to my data, I show about a, a median seed round is about four. So a nice size seed round. So tell us what triggers or milestones did you see that said you and your company were ready to raise some capital? So I think the first initial step for us was to, the problem statement was clear to us from day one. I think it's it's a it's a it's a problem that is it's not an easy easy fix problem. There is a lot of data modeling that is required. There is a lot of questions around how can you create a platform. We're not up in the business of professional services. We're not trying to create a platform that it takes ages to onboard and and the connections and you know all all, all around the implement, implementation takes time. But we're trying to create a product that is actually providing value from day one. So the first few months actually of, of our, our venture with around, around that. And we basically try to model the world, try to find the right solution that will fit to, to a generic vision that we had. And when, once we found that, that was the first milestone that we believed that, that, that we have something here. And I think it was the right moment for us to also raise because it was aligned with obviously our investors' vision that the problem statement is completely clear. We just need the product to really be the, the right one. And that was for us the right moment to just obviously scale and 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 would use that fund as also for future development, but also for go-to-market. 
Okay, so it sounds like, if I understand that correctly, that right, the problem statement was clear, and you could match, you know, kind of a product to that problem to solve it. But it sounds like it, it would require a lot of data modeling, engineering talent to get this then this pro the say the first iteration out to market. Exactly, specifically, in, and I think the first few few steps was around the generic. Of, of our approach, right? If you're coming to a, a company, a SaaS company, they all think that they're a snowflake and their problem statements are very, very unique. But actually, now we know that it's 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 not the case. In most cases, it's very, very uh, broad problem statements. And in, in the right data model, you can really help different SaaS products from different segmentations. However, it took us time to really prove that that thesis. So that was the the initial milestone that we we did. That's great. And tell us any about any lessons learned here, because basically you were raising a large seed round, no product yet, no revenue or customers, right? And really selling the vision and the story. So tell us how that that fundraising journey went with that that seed round, uh, because it sounds like it was more about the story and the market and the problem to to raise that amount of capital. So actually, first of all, we had a product. It's not okay. that we have and had anything. We had a lot of design partners, and I think in the current state that the, the, that the market of ours is in, is that since the problem statement was completely clear to our investor and to the market in general, the question wasn't, can we monetize it or can it be a big company? The question was a simple question around, are we the right team, for example, or can we solve the problem? And once we got significant amount of evidence from design partners, from really concrete reviews about what we're building and the way that we're thinking about the problem and the product itself, I think it was a great evidence for our investors to really lev give us the, the trust to move forward. And then in that process, did you do a lot of discovery calls with SaaS companies, prospects, try to... <laughs> Currently, completely, like it <laughs> completely, was, yeah. completely, completely. I, I'm sorry. It was, first of all, it never ends. I okay. think until today, every new customer is for me also an opportunity to learn about the market, about the problem statement. It's constantly changing, right? Things are moving constantly, but these calls, it's, it's part of the, the DNA of any, any entrepreneur, right? Um, and it's, it's so crucial sitting in your own room, thinking about the next revolution is not going to not going to solve anything. And the product that you will create is, is sorry for the bluntness, would be garbage. You have to go there and ask and, and, and show the product and, and work with, with meaningful design partners to really solve the problem. That's great. Yeah, great, great lessons learned there. So you've raised some cap capital. Problem statement is clear. You've developed the product, now investing in go-to-market. So what's coming up in 2023 that's exciting for the company? What, what's that next stage for Coho? So first of all, I think there is so much to do in the product. Obviously, we have a product that we're super proud of. But again, the problem statement that we're trying to face is so broad. And we're talking about, we didn't really go into details, but if you look at the customer life cycle, it touch, touches so many touch points within the organization mm. from the customer success to marketing, to product, to go to market. And each one of them has different outlook about the problem, but they're crucial in order to advance customer in the right direction. So in, in order to really solve a, that problem, the SaaS problem, 
you have to tackle each one of them in, in, in kind of an individually. So this is a, the focus that we're doing in, in 2023 from the product side, how to not only focus on, on specific use cases, but really to broad more and more and more different use cases for different silos within the, pro, within the SaaS organization. Uh, and obviously, again, we're a SaaS, we're a startup. We have to show uh, concrete evidence for growth. So a lot of what we'll do is around marketing and market education to really push users and, and, and sorry, potential customers to really understand mm -hmm. that there is a solution out there for that problem. And they don't need to solve it in-house with their internal tools. That what you would probably see in 2023. And in, in interesting, I want to touch upon this because you're, like you said, you're touching so many different departments, personas within a SaaS company. So when you reach out to a prospect, who are you trying to reach first? Is it the product team? Is it CS? Is it an executive? What no, role are you? Very, very, very focused around the revenue organization. Okay. Uh, head of customer success, head of sales. This is where we're, we're focusing. However, if you're looking at the problem in a more broader space, in order to solve their problems, we have to take into account products and we have to take into account marketing. And it's, again, if you want to solve a problem, you don't, you, you can't only look at your objective. You have to look at a little bit more broad in order to solve the actual problem. And one of the problems is, is this different silos that there is in the organization and different touch points of an account. So you have to tackle that. To what extent, obviously, you need to, 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 to stay focused, but it's important to, to understand how to solve a problem. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Like just trying to figure out the nuts and bolts of every single department selling into those guys. So love it. So as we wrap up here, Itamar, if listeners would like to learn more about Coho AI, where should we send them online? So first of all, we have our amazing website, uh, coho.ai, pretty, pretty easy. And I think you will find there both a lot of information, obviously, about the company, but we're trying to also leverage our learnings from existing customers that we have in order to really educate the market around what we've seen that works, what doesn't work. There is a lot of buzzwords in within that space. You hear product-led growth, product-led sales, product-led revenue, revenue. We're leveraging some of that buzzword, but there is a lot of confusion and a lot of chaotic information. And we're trying to help even potential customers, just general audiences to really leverage what we learn from, from our engagements to accelerate their growth, even if they're not a concrete customer of ours. That sounds great. So if you'd like to learn more, check out Coho. So it's C-O-H-O dot A-I to unlock all that data that's sitting in your SaaS business. So Itamar, really appreciate you sharing your background and a little bit about Coho today. Perfect. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me.